I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna Live. Once again, the Arsenal podcast part of the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu. And on this edition of the show, we're going to continue looking back at the victory over Brentford on Sunday. What an emphatic victory it was. We talked about it yesterday. The closing of a really difficult chapter for this particular Arsenal side, uh, for Mikel Arteta, the signal that we've really moved on from where we were a little over 12 months ago. So there's lots and lots to be positive about. And the the dominant nature of the performance was certainly uh, something to be proud of. There's no question about that in my mind. But we're going to be paying particular attention and we're going to be focusing on one player in particular, Granite Xhaka, as you've probably guessed by the title of this episode, because he has been incredible so far this season. I think he was incredibly consistent last season as well, barring a couple of difficult moments. But I think his level of performance since Mikel Arteta has come in has... I don't even know that it's increased that much, but what's happened with Mikel Arteta, I think, is that he's found a way. And I, I think what he's done is understand the players' needs a little bit better. I think he's done a little bit more of a deep dive into... Granit Xhaka as a footballer, but also Granit Xhaka as a man. He's worked out what his weaknesses are, what his strengths are, and been able to put him in a position whereby those weaknesses don't get as exposed as they did in previous Arsenal teams, in previous Arsenal systems. And we'll come on to talk about that uh, sort of in a little bit more detail, because of course, um, you know, we're going to be discussing his new role. We're going to be talking about his leadership qualities. We're going to be talking about the way the fan opinion of Granit Xhaka has sort of dipped, come back up again, threatened to tail off again, but it is now probably at an all-time high. Uh, we're also going to be reflecting on our poll, which is in the live chat. The question I put to you, uh, dear listeners, is should Granit Xhaka have been named Arsenal captain ahead of Martin Odegaard? We'll come on to the results of that poll a little bit later on. Keep voting if you're just joining us in the chat. There's plenty of time still. But you can see that even though the general opinion around Granite Xhaka has improved and is better than it's probably ever been, there are still some people in this very chat box that won't have it. And I, I, I don't get that, okay? Granite Xhaka, I'm not going to sit here and pretend has been great from the day he joined Arsenal Football Club, okay? He's got some clear shortcomings as a player, I think. And we never managed to, to get the best out of him under Arsene Wenger or under Unai Emery. Now, that was largely down to the system, largely down to the way I think we committed our fullbacks too much uh, in an attacking sense, largely due to the lack of cover around that position. But more importantly than anything, the fact that previous management felt that this guy was a number six He's not a number six, okay? He, he never really, truly has been. Okay, on paper, he's played in that position in the past for previous teams. But really and truly, the, the positives about Granit Xhaka have always been his technical ability and how much he cares, right? The reaction after that incident against Crystal Palace was not the reaction of somebody who doesn't care. It was the reaction of somebody who does care and was hurt and was lashing out in a moment where 
he felt that the entire fan base was against him. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, without boring you, I don't want to go over old ground too much, but I've said this 101 times, okay? We as fans, we as supporters did not do our job that day, okay? Booing our own player off the pitch the way we did, doing it in the lead up to that game in previous games that had gone before that, was completely out of order on our part as a fan base. And we have to acknowledge that and we have to accept that. Okay, everybody makes mistakes. We're not going to crucify anybody for it. But, you know, we have to acknowledge that we did not support Granite Xhaka as a fan base, generally speaking, enough. He's now got that support, first and foremost, from his manager, a manager that persuaded him to stay at the club, a manager that persuaded him that his future was here. He's got that support. He feels that love from Mikel Arteta. He's talked about that time and time again. And in Mikel Arteta, using him in a far more efficient way, in a far more uh, useful way, in a far more effective way, we've been able to see exactly what Granit Xhaka is made of, exactly what Granit Xhaka brings to the table. The question that used to be asked to me all the time when talking about Granit Xhaka was, um, what does he do? What does he bring to this team? What does he bring to the side? What What is it that Granit Xhaka does that nobody else does? Why is he in the team? Well, I think you're seeing it now because he's a leader, because technically he's very gifted, because he can see a pass, because he cares deeply about results, about performances, and you know, maybe the whole the the whole thing that happened to him and and the kind of turnaround has been, you know, something that you know he couldn't have seen as a as a potential positive at the time. But now he's had that opportunity and that motivation, I guess, off the back of that to really knuckle down and perform and perform to a really really high level. Uh, Joel Williams says, uh, "Give it a rest now, Harry. Give what a rest? We're, this is a show where we're talking about Granite Xhaka." And his revival, if you want to call it that. So giving it a rest would mean no show. Uh, we're going to go into it in a lot more detail. Uh, you know what? If anybody wants to call in, by all means, anybody want to call in? Let me know in the chat. If you do, I'll post a link. I would love to hear from people of the opposite opinion to me. Invariably, though, when I when I say to people, if you want to jump on and have this debate in a fair, respectful way, somebody of the opposite opinion... Um, you know, you are welcome, but invariably people don't want to do it when I put that out there. So if anybody wants to call up, let me know. Does anyone want to call up? Let me know in the chat. I'll give you a couple of minutes to 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 pop your uh, sort of interest, yes or no, in the chat. And if there's a few people that want to do it, I'll be sure to um, I'll be sure to uh, to drop a link in there for some of you guys to join me live. Um, but yeah, look. <sighs> I think that you you got to give the guy credit, okay? You have to, because he was gone. He was out the door. His bags were packed. He was, you know, his head was elsewhere. And as far as Arsenal fans were concerned, uh, you know, I know of many who were very much saying, no, I don't ever want to see this guy put on the Arsenal shirt again. I don't ever want to see this guy representing our great football club again, because what he's done is completely out of order. What he's done has brought disgrace and shame uh, on the football club, etc., etc. 
you know, and and look, at the time, it, it certainly felt, although I didn't feel like he was 100% in the wrong, which is a view that I've expressed on numerous occasions in the past, I did feel like the turnaround would now be impossible. I felt like last season when he was playing really well in large periods, again, people would say, or, or almost refuse, refrain from giving him the credit that he deserved because of what had happened in the past. And at some point, as fans, you've got to draw a line under it and judge him based on what he's delivering now, based on what he's bringing to the table, which is a lot. It really, really is. With Thomas Partey behind him, he has now got the platform to step into more advanced positions, to impact the game in the way he likes, to get into the final third, to pick out passes, to help with the progression of the ball, to help with the rhythm of our game. He's a, a real physical presence as well. Not the quickest player. We all know that. We've been over that a million and one times. But he is someone who has a big frame, is of a, a big stature, and is able as a consequence to really give us a bit of metal and a bit of steel in the midfield. Has he at times in the past gone overboard uh, in terms of the physical side of the game, in terms of losing his head, in terms of getting caught up in nonsense moments? Yeah, he has. But great players have done that too in the past. Now, I'm not putting Granite Xhaka in the same category as people like for example, and let me just re repeat that, I'm not putting him in the same category as people like Patrick Vieira, etc., etc. But they would very often cross that line, get themselves sent off, get us into difficult positions as a consequence. So to be like, oh, but look at the red cards and, and ignore everything else, it drives me absolutely insane. The position he plays now is far better for him. And he has a structure around him that really benefits him. Not only does he have Thomas Partey there, who I've mentioned, who's incredible at progressing the ball, who can marshal that defensive midfield space single-handedly better than most. Not only is it that, but he's got, you know, wingers that work hard around him. He's got a left-back in Kieran Tierney who doesn't need babysitting, doesn't need his handheld from a defensive standpoint. Equally, when the left-back does bomb on, He's got a centre-back behind him in Gabriel. He's quite happy to shuffle slightly left and deal with those areas and help with those areas. Meaning Granite Xhaka's responsibilities have been reduced. And naturally, if you've got less things to cover, less areas to cover, less concerns, you can focus on the few that you do have and hopefully perform to the best of your ability. And I think right now he's doing brilliantly. Look, I put the poll out in the chat and and the question was should Granite Xhaka have been named Arsenal captain ahead of Martin Odegaard 72% of you say no and I agree with you purely on the premise that so much of the Arsenal fan base and I'm sorry people are going to get offended by this but so many Arsenal fans out there are not mature enough to draw a line under what happened in the past. I'm not mature enough to, to be able to push that to one side and focus on what it is that Granit Xhaka brings to the table right now. He was the captain yesterday. He wore the armband. He was sensational. He's a leader, though. He is a leader. You know, I remember being at the game at Old Trafford a couple of weeks ago and in the pre-match kind of huddle, Granit Xhaka was one of the people speaking, probably more so than Martin Odegaard because that's his style. He is a leader, whether people like it or not. And it doesn't matter if he's got the armband on or not. I think he realises that it doesn't deter him from leading the team and being vocal. It clearly doesn't deter Mikel Arteta from giving him responsibilities. But because of everything that happened, 
because of everything that happened, Arsenal know that it would have been a terrible PR move to give him the captaincy because at the first sign of trouble, there would have been problems. And this is a really great point from Steve as well. When people keep going back over what happened in the past and keep saying, you know, how could he react like that? Steve says, are there any parents in here, any parent in here who wouldn't get the hump if strangers were having a go at your wife or children? Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Look, let's uh, let's take a few of your comments. Let me pop a link in because uh, I think there was a few of you that expressed an interest in jumping on with me uh, to have a little chat about this. Now, you know, whatever your opinion is, you are more than welcome. Um, I'd love to hear from a few of you. Uh, yeah. So here we go. I'm just going to drop the link in the chat. Uh, make sure that you've got uh, headphones in if possible so that the sound quality is as good as it can possibly be. Uh, and please make sure you're somewhere quiet as well if you're going to join me. Uh, but I've just pinned uh, the link to the uh, to the stream if you'd like to come in and join me uh, and share your thoughts on, uh, on of course, uh, this subject that we're talking about. I'll pick up a few uh, comments uh, in the meantime. Guna David uh, says, forgive but never forget. Okay. Um, Tommy says, don't think he should have been made captain, Harry, not because he isn't good enough for it, but look how he's playing without the pressure and abuse he would have got off the fans if given it to him. That's, yeah, that's basically my point of view as well. Uh, Avic says he's got his mojo back. Uh, what else have we got in the chat? Uh, Chris Chan says, I like him as vice captain. Ash says, Xhaka can be a leader on the pitch. Don't need him to be the captain. Uh, GB has the opposite view. He says, in the words of Thierry Henry, I can't watch Xhaka as uh, captain of my team. Um, Creambone says, uh, I voted no to him being captain ahead of Martin Odegaard. I just think Martin Odegaard makes a better captain. Sia says, only reason I voted no was because I think it doesn't matter much. He's a leader and we've all seen it. I have no issues with the current structure. I'm uh, going to take a few more comments, and we've got a couple of callers lined up that I'm going to bring in in just a second, so bear with me, guys. Uh, I can see you waiting patiently there backstage. Uh, D says, I respect your opinion, but Xhaka as captain is not for me. He can still be the leader of the team. Reese says, a great show, Harry. I would call him, but it would only make for an echo on your part, as I would only be agreeing with and emphasising what you are saying. Uh, this, this is, the, look, Team Thierry, 100% says Hanks. Look, I I get that people respect Thierry Omri's opinion. I respect Thierry Omri's opinion, but I just don't think the way he went about that. And look, let's be honest. Let me correct myself. Thierry Omri didn't put those comments out into the public domain. That was on Patrice Evra. And that was really poor to share what you spoke about with a, a friend in a private conversation publicly like that. I thought was bang out of order. And Thierry Omri wouldn't have appreciated that, I'm sure. But yeah, it just, I don't know, man, you, you can have your opinion, but I just think when you're somebody like Thierry Henry, who's got a huge following, who's got a huge respect and stature in and around the football club, you have to be careful because your words can sometimes lead to pylons and your words can, I don't know, I just think that they can make such a, a big impact and, you know, what, what, what is the outcome of you saying something like that? Nothing but negative, nothing but more pressure heaped on a player uh, that was already struggling at the time for a number of reasons. Anyway, look, uh, let's bring in uh, our first caller. Abdi, welcome to the stream, mate. Uh, first of all, how are you? Where are you joining us from? 
Uh, I can't hear you, mate. Hello? There you go. There we are. How are you doing, yep. mate? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Arnhem, Netherlands. Oh, nice one. Nice one. Talk to us. What's your take on the whole uh, Granite Xhaka thing? First of all, the question in the poll. Should he have been named captain ahead of Martin Odegaard? I think I'm fine with the answer no. Just because okay. of uh, where the history is had, you know, with most of the fans and uh, all the disagreements they've... Uh, after what happened in the Palace game, um, I can, I'm I'm fine with him not being the captain. He's obviously a leader. That's the, there's no doubt about it. I think most fans, if we made him captain now, it would it would just be another problem. We just don't want to have the team is playing so well, and we don't want all those uh, other people who have agendas against him to you know just have something to you know complain about. Is it is it time that people kind of just got over this whole Jacker agenda? Yeah, thing, right? I, I I 100% agree. And and one thing about the performances as well, I know he's getting a lot of praise right now, but it, I, he's been performing like this for the last 12, 18 months. I I know he's getting a lot of uh, attention from most Arsenal fans. Obviously, it's because the team is now more consistent on the pitch, and and obviously that will make every player look good when the results are going well. But I personally think since Arteta came in, he's probably been the best player for Arsenal. No yeah. doubt. I think in a lot of, of consistency. Yeah, right? in, terms in terms of, of consistency, yeah. 100%. Because most of the players like Bukayo Saka, uh, you can put up there as well. But he, he has his own patches of form. But in terms of consistency, definitely granted. Yeah, for sure. Um, Creambone in the chat uh, pointed out Garth Crooks's comments. I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys see this in the Netherlands. So basically, uh, Garth Crooks, who's an ex-footballer, has a column uh, on the BBC Football website in which he does his team of the week each week, and you know it gets worse and worse with all the years that he's been doing this. I don't know how uh, he's still allowed to do it, to be honest with you. But this is what he wrote about Granite Xhaka. Okay, how yeah. unprofessional and unnecessary is this? And this is why. You know, when Arsenal players struggle, I always sort of when I'm uh, when I'm talking about them, when I'm analysing the performances, I I feel like I can be fair. Okay, I feel like I can say, you know, this player is not performing at the level required, and but I like to think about why that might be, and I like to break it down. And I would never get personal. For me, it's about you know how that player fits into the football team, and that's what we're here to discuss. Football. Don't know them as people. It would be unfair to pretend I do. But this is what Garth Crooks wrote on the BBC website about Granite Xhaka. Listen to this. I don't like Granite Xhaka. I find him confrontational, overly aggressive and altogether irritating. Nevertheless, on his day, he's a very good player. He should have left Arsenal years ago. However, for some reason, he's not only stayed at the club, but also occasionally wears the captain's armband. Such is his popularity these days. Against Brentford, he looked impressive and so did Arsenal. I would like to know why Brentford didn't look up for this game, but the Gunners were so good, I rather suspect that even if they had, it wouldn't have changed anything. Arsenal were that good, most worrying. Okay, so he's given Arsenal his praise. But, I mean, to start your your sort of column where you're supposedly praising this player because you've put him in your team of the week with, I don't like Granit Xhaka. I, I just, I don't get it. Like... Is he? Does he want to be a hero because he said I don't like him, but I still picked him? Is that like I just don't get it? And this agenda towards him, Abdi, is yeah. is something that 
it just seems to run on and on and on and on. And is it just... Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year, producing a balanced budget, not just for football, and saving on travel because spending less on airfares means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast on your favourite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Something he's going to have to deal with yeah. for the rest of his Arsenal career. Yeah, I think it's something he has to deal with. I, I remember when, uh, was it uh, not this summer, but last uh, last summer, where he was getting linked to uh, Ace Romer, um, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I was fine with him leaving because as much as I appreciated him as a, as a player, I knew no matter what he does, there would, there would still be media attention or even our own fans that, you know, would never give him the credit he deserves. And obviously, he's getting some now. And I want to speak about his limitations people talk about. Obviously, Gone. he's not the most uh, mobile player. But yep. every player in the Premier League has his own limitations in, in their own way. Nobody's perfect. You don't find the perfect footballer. When somebody's good at one thing, he's bad at something else. That's why there's an entire team of 11 on the pitch. So you can uh, they can help you cope, and that's why you you get the best out of a of a player when the player is in the right system and in the right team. So that's yeah. what's happening right now. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Abdi, uh, thank you so much for jumping on, man. Thank uh, you. Really, for really me. appreciate it. No, the pleasure is all mine, and I'm sure uh, we'll speak soon. Take care, mate. All the best. Yeah, keep up the good work. Thanks. Thank you, pal. Brilliant. That was Abdi uh, joining us from the Netherlands. If you've got the opposite point of view, which lots of you do, in the comments. But as I always say, the people that have that view never want to jump on and debate it. So I don't really know uh, what else I can do other than invite you with open arms to come on the show. If you're interested in doing so, the link is pinned in the comments. Uh, Wilson, uh, welcome, mate. Where are you joining us from? Oh, have we lost Wilson? I think his connection's gone a little bit. Uh, yeah, can't see him there. Wilson, uh, try logging in and back up, uh, out and back in again. And we'll try and get you on in just a moment. I don't know what's happened there, but we... Uh, We've lost you. Uh, okay, let's go through some of the comments because there's been plenty uh, coming through. Uh, D says, question, do you like every player? Uh, no, I, I, there are players that I don't, and it's not personal. I just don't, you know, I don't warm to them in terms of them as footballers that I, I don't particularly enjoy their style. I don't particularly think they're good enough. There's lots of those, but I'll be critical of them in a way whereby I'm talking about their footballing limitations or what I believe is the issue in terms of them fitting in with the side. I'm not going to sit there and say, I don't like this person as a person because I don't know them as a person. And I think it's incredibly unfair when people do that. And what Garth Crooks has done is jumped on a narrative that has been around Granite Xhaka for a while, as opposed to actually doing his homework and, you know, watching him. That's what it feels like anyway. Uh, I think we've got Wilson back. Wilson, are you there? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Where are you joining us from, mate? Uh, joining from London. Brilliant. Brilliant. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, London's good. Um, I have to say, um, I have to say, Arsenal's performance against Brentford, I have to say, we were ruthless, we were clinical, 
absolutely brilliant. We, we were in total control. We never really looked troubled. Do you know why? Because we started so strongly and so aggressively from the start to the finish. In terms of um, in terms of Granite Xhaka, first I've mentioned in the comments that I'm not a massive fan of Granite Xhaka, you know, because of the past and everything. However, mm -hmm. however, when players do well, they should get the credit they deserve where it's due. Now, in terms of Granite Xhaka, I feel like what the manager has done very cleverly, he's put him like in the like in the number eight forward like forward um position and that i feel that's getting 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 like the best out of him but what annoys me the most and i'm not having to go at you harry by the way some arsenal fans are still moaning about Gra granite shaka i feel like some of them, some of them need need to like i feel like some of them need to like get over it and just stop this granite shaka agenda thing absolutely it really gets my absolutely. head in it drives me mad. Like, I, I came away from the game yesterday, right? So, I was at the game. I came away from the game and I overheard some Arsenal fans talking as I was walking to the station saying, oh, you know, Granite Xhaka had a great game, but he made it all about himself. What do you mean he made it all about himself? He performed it's not just one brilliant. game, Harry. He, he, he's been performing for the past 12 to 18 months. Absolutely. And since Arteta has joined in, in fact, he's actually... He's actually improved. Just uh, keep cutting out there, Wilson. The connection is just a little bit weak. We'll try to get Wilson back uh, in a minute because he was making some great points, but the connection uh, over there has let us down, unfortunately. Uh, okay, let's let's quickly go back to the comments on this. Uh, GB, GB, please call in um, if you know if you if you've got the time because I'd love to hear from you around this particular comment you say jack has been the only player i have actually felt a personal dislike for while he has played for the arsenal however i'm more than willing to give him his flowers for his value on the pitch so i give you credit that you are willing to give him credit for his performances and and for the turnaround in that sense but i'm interested to know where that personal dislike stems from because i personally find it hard to look at someone like Granite Xhaka, okay, a guy with a young family that I'm not in the same position as Granite Xhaka, okay, the geezer's much richer than me, etc., uh, etc. Et He's much more in the sp spotlight than I am. But I have a young family, okay, I'm in the same position in that sense. And when I think about the abuse that he was getting and the, some of the criticism that was coming his way, some fair, some unfair. I don't think if I were Granite Xhaka, I'd have been able to keep a lid on my emotions and I'd have been able to just ignore all of that, put that to one side. I put my hand on my heart and say, if I were in his boat at that period of time, I probably would have reacted in a similar way. And so I'm not going to sit there and hold it against him, hold it as a grudge. In, in hindsight, it probably shouldn't have happened. And if I was the one reacting that way, I probably would have looked like it look back at it sorry with hindsight and said i probably shouldn't have done that but um you know it's it, it's one of those things like you forgive i forgive um for, for things like that because i think it's emotion getting the best of people wilson uh, i think we've got you back mate. sorry about that i i think unfortunately my my internet got cut off um what i was saying is that first of all i'm not a massive fan of granite shaka 
However, yep. when players perform well, they should get the credit they deserve. And what annoys me the most, as much as I, you know, wanted Granit Xhaka to leave in the past, you know, for what he's done. However, for the last 12 to 18 months, he's improved massively, big time. Mm. Not just leadership-wise, psychologically in his head as well. In the past, he would have got so many red cards and yellow cards and all of that. He's not had many this season so far because because he's he's actually improved. And some Arsenal fans, which really gets my head in, like some Arsenal fans need, need to get over this Granite Shaka agenda thing because it really gets my head in. Get behind the Arsenal players, for goodness sake. It gets my head in. Absolutely, mate. You're absolutely spot on. Um, and I mean, think about the mental oh. resilience that is needed, um, you know, to kind of bounce back from from a situation like that and then still be at that club a couple of years down the line and then be one of the most important players. Uh, Wilson's connection's gone again, uh, but we'll uh, we'll try and get somebody else on it. If anybody wants to call in, Leto saying, how do you call in? If you look at the chat pinned at the top of the chat is a link that you can click into and you are more than welcome. Uh, to join me on the show. Um, as I say, as I was saying, just think about the mental resilience that is required to do what Granite Jack has done and, uh, you know, bounce back from a situation like that, where his Arsenal career was essentially, in a lot of people's eyes, done and dusted. To be in the position that he's in today and to be as valuable to the team and as valued by those in and around the team as he is today is, is truly incredible. And, you know, the fans were singing his name yesterday at the Brentford Community Stadium. And that was good to see. And that was really, really good to see. But listen, for years now, for maybe three seasons, maybe more, I've been saying to people when they come at me about Granit Xhaka, that he's nowhere near as bad a footballer as you make out. That he's nowhere near as limited as people make out. I think he's got one real limitation. One, you know glaringly obvious one and that is what I perceive to be a lack of mobility and if you play as the the last defensive midfielder the last line of defense in that midfield and you're then asked to cover right and cover left particularly in the transition you are going to be exposed to that okay everybody has limitations but Granite Xhaka's have been exposed I think in the past partly down to him and partly down to him at times losing his head getting sucked into things he shouldn't be but some of it has been down to, of course, other things like the setup, the system, like the players around him as well. Uh, let's bring in uh, Papos, who's just joined us. Uh, Papos, where are you joining us from, mate? Can you hear me, first of all? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, all good, mate. Where are you joining us from? Um, from England, MK, Milton Keynes. Brilliant. Welcome to the show, mate. What do you want to say? Uh, well, nah, I'm going to have to make an admission here. And this is probably like an admission I've had for a while. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't Arteta's biggest fan when he first came here. You know, I was, I, I'm not going to lie, I was sucked into, you know, the heavy, you know, popularity of criticising him. And I would say that Villarreal game in the Europa League, I was, I was fully Arteta out. But then, you know, as the, as the signings came in, you could see his philosophy, his style of play. I really, really love uh, what he's done at the club. Um, I watched a lot of your stuff and, you know, I could hear where you were coming from and... It makes me view things differently. And as for Xhaka, I think he's been our most consistent uh, midfielder and uh, player for a long while. And one thing that I love about him is his availability. 
I know, yeah. you know, Partey is so good, but sometimes he's not available. We're seeing now with Odegaard, he's picking up these little knocks. But with um, with uh, Xhaka, he's just so consistent for us. And, you know, him having the armband isn't um, isn't a thing that I have issue with. I'm actually happy with him being there. So, yeah. Yeah, good stuff, man. And And that's the thing, like nobody's coming out and like wanting to beat the fans over the head that had one opinion and have now changed that opinion, right? Football changes as does life. You know, you, you might think something at a time and you might 12 months down the line, think something different because only if you're being fair, will you judge it based on the evidence that's in front of you and the evidence around Arteta and Xhaka over the last 12 months has been much stronger to suggest that they are worthwhile, that Arteta's worth sticking with. And that of course, um, you know, Granite Xhaka is, is someone that can be an asset to the club. You base that opinion on evidence and that that's absolutely fine, whatever that opinion is. The problem is, is when people kind of nail their colours to one particular side of the argument and will not budge and will not move, regardless of what's happening in front of them. And so they go looking for reasons to discredit the manager, to discredit the player. Will there be ups and downs this season? Absolutely 100%. We are not going to keep up this win rate and this level of performance for the entire season. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen, right? So we have to be prepared that at some point it's going to turn the other way. But that means we, you know, we shouldn't be knee-jerk when that happens. Because if we're realistic about where we are, I don't think Arsenal are title contenders. I would never sit here and say that. I wouldn't go on anything and say that because I genuinely don't believe it. I think that Arsenal are a side with a very good chance of finishing in the top four. Hopefully, the start to the season that we're having will put us in a good position that even when those downs come, we'll still be comfortable enough or close enough or in contention enough to get over the line. But, um, mate, thank you so, so much for your call. Really, really appreciate you coming on. I thank you for having me on. Have a nice day. You too, mate. All the best. Uh, we've got another caller waiting. Lito, uh, can you hear me, mate? Lito, how's it going? Can you hear us? Hello. Yep. Can you hear me, mate? Just about. It's a little bit quiet. No, not really, mate. Try logging uh, off and back in again. We can't hear you uh, very well. It's coming through really quietly. Uh, try coming out of it and coming back in, and I'll, I'll bring you on. No problem. Uh, let's take um, let's take a couple more of your comments. Uh, Hank says, "Why didn't you do this discussion after the Newcastle game, Harry? Was Granite Jacker the sole reason we lost the Newcastle game? If you think that." think you need to go back and watch it again mate uh chris chan says smash the likes yes please do uh smash the likes if you haven't done so already uh we've only got 86 likes on the board we should have at least 150 no argument uh it should be easy uh, to get to that point so please do uh like the video if you haven't done so already if you're watching this back on playback or listening on audio in which case you can subscribe and leave us a review uh leto are you there mate I can hear. Yep, now I can, mate. Where are you joining us from? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> we'll try getting back on. Uh, Lito, try jump back on, mate. I don't know what happened there. Uh, did, uh, Jid says, Harry, how is someone who seemingly lacks mobility? How is it that someone who seemingly lacks mobility was everywhere on the pitch yesterday? Jack is no less mobile than Partey, for example. So why is mobility a thing when it comes to him? It is a thing. Um, it, it is something that is a shortcoming of Granite Xhaka's, but it's something that if you 
position him right and if he only has certain areas to cover isn't a problem on a weekly basis that's how i look at it okay so let's um let's go on to yesterday's game i'll just bring it up i don't think i can bring it up on the computer this which is a little bit annoying um i can bring it up on on my phone it's a bit rubbish to show you guys like that but you can see on that the number 34 granite Xhaka's average position look where it is it isn't central it is to the left of center okay which means that he's operating in a much smaller area because he's got the likes of Thomas Partey inside him and with Kieran Tierney's position and with the proximity between him and Gabriel a lot of the time it means there is less ground for him to cover and so that floor if you want to call it that isn't exposed anywhere near enough uh, as much as it used to be, um, which is great. And uh, that's that's good management as well, right? It, it surely is. Uh, let me take one more comment um, and then, uh, then I will uh, leave it to you guys uh, to continue debating on in the chat. Uh, Paul says, Harry, your question was, should Jacka be captain instead of Odegaard? His past history says no. His current form says he could, but he still has an error in him which could quickly change our view. I don't think there's a footballer in the world that doesn't have an uh, an error in them. You know, I really don't. Um, I think that everybody has shortcomings. I think that everybody out there, um, you know, has certain flaws that can be exposed and, and will have lapses in concentration. It's just the nature of the beast, isn't it? And if we're going to sort of crucify people for individual mistakes and never take into consideration all the positives that they bring, i.e. Xhaka has made a couple of mistakes over the last couple of years. Okay, but maybe more than that. But what he's brought to the team in terms of his consistency, in terms of his leadership and everything else has been so good that I'm almost willing to offset those against the positives. Okay, and and. And that's that's life, man. People are human beings. They, they'll, they'll make mistakes. They'll get things wrong. They'll also get things right. They'll have weeks where they play out of their skin and they'll have weeks where they're really, really poor. So my kind of final message on this, right, because I've got to uh, I've, I've got to wrap it up. But my final message on this is simple. Drop the Granite Xhaka agenda. Forget about what happened in the past. Look at him now as a reformed player. Okay, and and people will say, well, he's always been been this good, and people will say that he's always been uh, a, a talented player that we didn't really know how to get the best out of. Okay, I accept that point of view, but in my point of view, he has he is playing right now at a higher level than he ever has, and that's partly down to him, a, a growth in confidence, feeling comfortable in the team, feeling comfortable with his surroundings, feeling comfortable and trusting in the manager, as well as been a big part in this. Granite Xhaka is reformed in that sense, okay? He's playing at a much higher level than he ever has in an Arsenal shirt, and we should be appreciative of that. But, um, you know, mistakes will happen, mistakes will come, and and let's not, let's not pile in on our players when those happen because everybody else is going to do that. We as Arsenal fans can debate it, can discuss it, but we should ultimately be defending our people. Uh, I think I've got Leto back now. I haven't, I've lost him again. Uh, anyway, look, I'm going to leave it there. 
uh, because we've been going for around about 40 minutes. But we will be back with some more content tomorrow. We can continue this debate. We can have any debate that you want because it's the international break and we've got plenty of time to fill. Uh, but there is a lot of content coming your way this week. And also stay tuned for the launch of our new membership platform, which is coming this week. And uh, the first bit of content is already made and has already been uploaded to that. But I'll bring it to you guys very, very soon. Thank you so, so much. Was planning to talk about a couple of other bits as well. I was going to talk about Ethan Waneri, but we'll do that tomorrow. I uh, was going to do a bit of a longer form Q&A, but we'll do that tomorrow as well. Uh, thank you all so, so much. I've run out of time, unfortunately, but I'll be back very soon with another edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. Until then, take care. Cheers. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.